GOP senators vote against the worst stimulus package to date is Newsmax selling out to Dominion voting systems and we go through the funniest news story of the day of a Latinx person being elected or selected into U.S. Senate. Now before we get into this, please drop a like, subscribe to the post notifications on rate five stars in the podcast apps, new podcast every single day. Also, if you can, please become a Patreon. I need about 50 something more patrons and when I reach my goal, if I get 50 something more patrons, I'll open, I can be able to open up my own studio have producers and build out this show and make it awesome and big and full production and professional and if you become a patreon i will give you a call to say thank you now let's get into this right now we're all in agreement the left and the right that this stimulus package is a bunch of bs and all the stimulus packages have been a bunch of bs and it shows that most of the money from these packages are going to the people at the top of the top and not to the actual american everyday worker now, we all agree that socialists, Democrats, conservatives, Republicans, we all agree that. Okay, now, dear Democrats and socialists, why would you want more government to run things? Why would you want bigger government to give out more money and have more control and more power? You're in agreement that you see that the, this government is, cares more about the top than to the people. So now let's go through why these six GOP senators voted against the COVID relief package. And I believe it was only Republican senators that voted against the relief package. So dear Democrats, when you're looking at who to vote for, who's going to look out into your best interests, uh, maybe you shouldn't look at the Democrats that are voting in favor of having billions and billions of dollars go to the top of the top and not to you because that's exactly how the democrats are going to run the, the democrats that you voted for are going to run things they have you guys fooled so why these six gop senators voted against coronavirus relief package senator blacksburns cruz johnson lee paul and scott voted no after months of stalled negotiations, Congress had finally passed a $900 billion coronavirus relief package late Monday night with overwhelming support in the Senate, but six Republicans stood firmly against it. Now, obviously, the best COVID relief package would be to just open up the entire country overnight. We'll have a, the Roaring Twenties will be overnight. Senators, okay, these senators all stood firmly against the bill, which had been bundled with a $1.4 trillion spending to avoid a government shutdown. Their criticism largely focuses on the size of the legislation, both in terms of the dollar amount and the bill's page count. Now, there's $1.4 billion. That's like other spending not completely related to the COVID relief. But from that $1.4 trillion, there are hundreds of billions of dollars going to other countries. Now, they have to say a disclaimer because now the fact checkers are out there. It is not a part of the COVID relief package, but it was bundled. That's the difference, okay? So it's, eh, wink, wink, you know. Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky, this is what he said. To so-called conservatives who are quickly to identify their socialism of Democrats, if you vote for this spending monstrosity, you are no better, Paul said on the Senate floor. And he's completely right. And I think a lot of the problems the Democrats are facing right now is we need a package to go out. It's been too long. People need money. And I bet you a lot of them are just going to vote for it just so people can get some money. But first off, it's $600. Eh, it's not going to really do much. I'll pay like, what, one-tenth of your rent if you're living in California? When you vote to pass out free money, you lose your soul, and you abandon forever all semblance of moral and fiscal integrity, he said, targeting his fellow Republicans. He's 100% right. Paul suggests that instead, lawmakers should open the economy, cut obvious waste in the budget, and stop piling on debt for future generations. 
Senator Rick Scott of Florida. Likewise, Scott rallied, railed against what he believed was an unnecessarily spending measure, warning that there would be consequences for taxpayers. Once again, in classic Washington style, vital programs are attached to massive, ambiguous spending that more, uh, mortgages our kids' and grandkids' future, he tweeted. Therefore, I cannot support the bill. 100% right, because guess what? All this trillions and trillions of dollars in spending over this last year on these on these COVID relief packages are really going to come and bite us in the butt. I'm, I'm young enough for this to bite me in the butt in the future. That's why I am personally getting all my investments in order to... Um, uh, invest for the for the downfall of the U.S. dollar. Scott Sweden included a lengthier statement, which he lamented Washington does not need seem to understand that new spending today will be paid for by the increased federal debt as a result of a tax increase on families down the road. He mentioned that his position is consistent with history of opposing enormous and wasteful bills. An easy route is simple to go along as Congress continues to do harm for future generations of Americans, but I will not be a part of it. Well, this is, the, this is the problem with the Democrats. The Democrats always think about the here and now. They don't think how this is going to affect the country in the future. They always, it's all they care about is the here and now. How does this benefit us now? What is going to happen now? They don't realize how this is going to catch up on us. Maybe they do know, and that's part of their plan, to, just, to, to keep us dependent on the government and destroy America. Blackburn recognized that the legislation would accomplish a number of positive goals such as development and distribution of vaccines, assistance to schools, and help for small businesses, but claimed it's not worth the steep cost. I cannot support nearly $2.4 trillion in spending that will make recovery even harder, she said in a statement. I have serious concerns with provisions buried in the nearly 6,000-page bill, such as expanded visas, uh, Pell grants for prisoners, and households with illegal aliens receiving economic impact payments. For that reason, I voted no on the passage of this legislation. So now this is what Johnson said. Uh, he said that he, uh, he was glad the government shutdown was avoided and that fi uh, financial relief will finally reach many who truly need it, but explained that he opposed the legislation due to the dysfunction of the process. The dysfunction of Washington, D.C. was on full display as Congress combined COVID relief with the massive, ambiguous spending bill three months past the deadline and into the current fiscal year. Johnson said in a statement, This monstrosity was nearly 6,000 pages long and passed only nine hours after the Senate first saw it. Actually, physically impossible to read all that in nine hours. I think so. <laughs> Unless you have teams and teams and teams of people. I, I simply could not support this dysfunction, so I voted no, he said. Uh, let's, see, Senator, let's see what Senator Cruz said. He said, AOC is right. It's absurd to have $2.5 trillion in a spending bill negotiated in secret and then hours later demand an up or down vote on a bill nobody had time to read. And what AOC said, Congress is expected to vote on the second largest bill in U.S. history today, $2.5 trillion. And as of about 1 p.m., members don't even have the legislative text on it yet. I mean, hey, a broken, cock, a broken clock is right at least twice a day. Unless if it's slow, then it's right only once a day. Uh, so let's see what Mike Lee said. Uh, this is the spending bill under consideration in Congress today. I received it just moments ago, and I would likely be asked to vote on the floor. Let's see, he put a video. Um, I'm not going to play the video out of... Fears of, you know, dealing with claiming uh, Twitter video stinks, so it's not going to play. 
I don't know if he showed photos of the bill, but because of the length of it, impossible that anyone will have an opportunity to read it. Between now and the time that we will vote, Lee said in a video, I am uh, absolutely certain that this has been cobbled together by a very small handful of members of Congress and their staff, and the exclusion of 98% of the members of Congress of both political parties in both houses. Um, and then there's a bunch of Mike Leaves in here, isn't it a really sad thing? I've been told no opportunity amendment. Okay, so, I mean, you guys get the gist. I'm so glad to see GOP senators stand against it, and it seems like only one Democrat, maybe a couple other progressive Democrats. Surprisingly, the, the Democrat that stand against it, uh, obviously she, she doesn't have the power to vote on it, but the Democrat that stand against it uh, was actually <laughs> AOC of all people. Uh, so, comment below what you guys think. Do you think this spending bill is absolutely ridiculous? I personally do. That's why I invest in the, in the stock market and I invest in the stocks that are going to benefit the most from this. I mean, that's just that's just what you have to do. You got to kind of ride the wave. Uh, fortunately for me, I guess I'm still employed. I'm still making this content. Uh, unfortunately for me, the left is constantly trying to destroy my life. Uh, every turn they get, they're trying to cut my income and my revenue down whenever they can. So that's why I have a Patreon. That's why I'm trying to build out a studio, trying to build out this show. I need about, I think, 50-something more patrons and I can open up an official office and have somebody actually work for me that could be my producer and make this legit and awesome. I'm trying my best to... to, to Give you guys the news of the mainstream media wall. This is definitely one of the most funny stories of the day just because of the sheer absurdity. So California Governor Newsom selects Alex Padilla, Padilla, whatever, to replace Kamala Harris in the U.S. Senate. And this is what they said in quotes. Padilla, Padilla will be the first Latinx, Latinx, Latinx person to represent California in the U.S. Senate. Many have hoped Newsom would select a black woman to replace Kamala Harris because I guess, I don't know, Kamala Harris, is she black? Is she not? Who knows anymore? Is she Indian? I don't know. Is she a female? Who knows anymore? So let's go into uh, a little, little something real first. So the first non-white female to be vice president-elect was a woman who was selected by a straight white male. The first Latinx or Latinx California U.S. Senator was selected by a straight white male. Such great strides for these minority groups to be selected for elected positions. And I've noticed every single time it comes to the Democrats, every time they praise uh, a minority group for achieving some type of good and breaking boundaries, it's never on the merits of any type of accomplishment. It seems to always be on a selected or being propped and just put into the spotlight. Kamala Harris did nothing to deserve that president uh vice president elect uh position she did nothing to deserve it she did not break any boundaries or made any great strides for females or women of color did nothing horrible representation horrible person same thing with this guy i don't know much about him but he was selected he wasn't elected it's way different if uh if america voted and said hey we want a woman to be president or or not even that not even that that's even worse we want this person to be vp or president or u.s senator because of their merits because of who they are and they're a good person meanwhile you got amy cohen barrett which that's a position that is a selected position not an elected position who's this model citizen model human a perfect role model get completely trashed and tarnished meanwhile she's a female she's a woman she's doing great things in her life and 
when she when you're a Republican, that's a woman. Eh, sorry to tell you, no, no, the media doesn't care about you. You're, they're going to make you out to be the absolute devil. Um, and I guess another similar situation is, uh, guess what? The richest woman in the world got rich because she divorced a straight white, a straight white male. And it's, it's, it's sad because I know a lot of women. I know a lot of people of color, which is something that it's so ridiculous to even say. Which I think, ugh, it's disgusting to hear that phrase, people of color, to even come out of my mouth because... The difference between Republicans and Democrats is Democrats care about what you are. Republicans care about who you are. That's the big difference. And it's sad to see the Democrats always prop up these horrible, horrible representations of these minority groups. They do it every single time. And it's even more sad to see that these people from these minority groups only got to their position literally off the backs of another white person. And that's not making strides socially. That's not making strides uh, in, 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 in the country. Now, electing Barack Obama, uh, as much as we hate the guy, as much as he's evil, as much as he was a terrible president, horrible representation for the first black president i mean come on but at least america said hey you know what let's vote for this guy i like this guy he seems cool which a lot of republicans guess what a lot of republicans did vote for him in his first term which is now one of the biggest regrets of somebody but they voted for him because one he spoke really well he seemed very educated seemed pretty eloquent and it made sense to vote for him at the time my grandpa calls it one of his greatest mistakes in his life voting for obama and he was convinced my grandpa, that Obama was going to unite the country. Uh, I mean, hey, you know, that's why it was one of his greatest mistakes ever, <laughs> voting for him. But, and that's a lot of people's mistakes. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that are like, hey, you know what, hey, I fell for that too. But at least people voted for him because, hey, you know, th this could be something good, which it wasn't, but that's different. That, in my opinion, made strides for the country at the very least. That was probably the best thing to come out of his presidency. What it, it did, in my opinion, set back those minority groups because guess what? Oh, you finally got your first black president? Oh, he's awful. He's he's gross. He's disgusting. He, he's destroying the country. Sorry to break it to you. We got our first orange president, and he was great. You know, he, he did a great job. Best best economy, be, best economy for minorities. Um, if it wasn't for the left trying to destroy the country, if it wasn't for the left locking everything down, geez, we would be in a, an amazing shape right now. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> I just called Trump our first orange president. We make jokes on this show, okay? Don't take it so seriously, I think. I, hopefully everybody's laughing about that. But anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Go subscribe to the podcast on all the podcast apps. Um, you go there, you can listen to the full episodes. If you're not already listening over there, please rate five stars. The left always one star bombards me. And also, if you can, please become a patron. Patreon.com slash Joey Salads. I need about 50-something more patrons, and I can open up my own studio and have a producer work, and we can make this show awesome and good and have make it longer and production, whatever. You know what it is. I'm trying my best. We're trying to give you guys the news. Mainstream media won't try to replace them. We need our own news and our own news sources. I'm giving it to you. Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.